This is the reality. And a very special hello to you again from me, Dudley Anderson. Welcome to The Reality, a half-hour talk show talking about the sure reality of life as found in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I'd love to hear from you. If you've got a story to tell of God's touch upon your life, do drop me a note, dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality. Today on The Reality, we're speaking to Dr. Joshua Adogoke, who runs a children's work in Nigeria. Dr. Adogoke is the founder and CEO of the Ezra Community Helpers Initiative, an initiative designed to empower women of various marginalized groups, children, youths, and persons with disability. Socioeconomic pressures in Nigeria vastly inhibit education in that country. In 2015, Joshua rallied a team around him to found Ezra Community Helpers Initiative, or ECHI, to support these groups and to form an orphanage to rescue children from possible human trafficking. Nigeria is listed on the Open Doors watch list as one of the countries in the world where Christians are persecuted the most. Hundreds of Nigerian children are being kidnapped, taken from homes, schools, streets and public transport. The militant kidnappers or bandits are filming the children and holding them to ransom. Sadly, the authorities have not progressed in any way in an attempt to stop this violence. Most of Christian persecution takes place in northern Nigeria. However, Islamic militant groups like Boko Haram are attempting to infiltrate Christian communities in the south. This is where Joshua Adogoke's work is focused. They don't call them terrorists or Boko Haram. They call them uh, bandits. So they're killing people. Kids are not going to school. They've lost their parents. Sometimes they kill them and they send the videos around and you see them crying saying, please come and rescue us. And that's where we're trying to come in to ensure that we're trying to take them out of the streets into the schools so that we don't repeat exactly because we have not been able to manage what, what we did with the Northern kids. We don't want it to happen to Southern kids. That's why we're trying to come in and avoid such situations. My privilege to speak to Joshua Adogoke on Skype today, talking about your life and work. Joshua, thank you for joining us. Uh, you do extensive work in Nigeria with some orphanages. And I want to talk about uh, uh, working in orphanages and children in Nigeria in just a minute. But as always, I'd like to ask you, uh, Joshua, you know Jesus as Lord and Savior. How did you become a Christian? How did you give your life to Jesus? I was born into a Christian home. I was Christian as Joshua because my parents uh, were born again. Uh, but at a point in, in my life, when I was 17, mm-hmm. I made my own personal decision to become born again. And at that point, I understand the reality of uh, giving your life to Christ, understanding that he died for me and I need to take advantage of his death. Mm-hmm. Uh this, that's what I did uh, about when I was 17, yeah. Okay, I like that. Take advantage of his death with love and due respect. But that's what Jesus did for us. He he gave us the the right, dare we say, to ask him into our lives and take advantage of that reconciliation that he made for us uh, to, to get right with God through his death and resurrection. Yeah. So age 17, uh, Joshua, yeah. what happened after that? Did you did you stay true to the Lord? You know, and I'll speak for my own personal experience, many of us, when we hit our teens, we kind of drift off a little. <laughs> did you stay true? Did, yeah. you, did you drift a bit? 
I never did oh. since that time. That's right. about 1992. Uh, because uh, as soon as I gave, I realized um, the my salvation and the importance of Christ mm. in my life, his death and his resurrection, I joined a um, uh, group, uh, maybe most, I've heard about it, Full Gospel Businessman Fellowship. Okay, yeah, good. So from there, I, I, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, from there, I've been teaching and pastoring in Nigeria before I came into the UK. Right, fantastic. So God has helped me to be consistent since then. Great. Did you say you were pastoring in Nigeria? Yes, I was. Oh, great. I soon, maybe a year after I gave my life to Christ, got involved in Full Gospel Fellowship. I started uh, a, a pastor started a church with me. I mean, I joined almost immediately as they're starting. So I started teaching, uh, pastoring since then. Mm. And I, from there, went to university where I was a pastor of about 400 congregation, wow. student uh, youth group. I was pastoring there. I've continued since then. Fantastic. Since before I came into the UK. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, whereabouts in Nigeria, north or south? Um, southern part. Okay. The southern part. Because uh, the reason the I ask part of the reason I ask uh, Joshua is that we we've heard so many stories about the persecution taking place in Nigeria, but that's mostly in the north, isn't it? Yes, very. It it is. Uh, the impact is more in the in the north than in the southern part. It's really really massive. The the persecution taking place there, are getting killed every day, every second, and. It's been horrific. I did my my one year because after your university degree, you are supposed to do one year service. So I did oh, my service, right. my one year service, national service uh, in the northern part of Nigeria. Oh dear! Did you see any action there? Why at that point in time, it was not as bad as it is now. Okay, okay. We're really, uh, me, relatively safe then. So Boko Haram is uh, really active up in the north, uh, Joshua, and uh, it's tragic what they're doing. Uh, are there is there any persecution in the south at all? Not as much you expect. There's no killing. Okay. There's no. There's not as the issue has not got into killing, and the strength of Christians in the south is about, if not more than Muslims, and the issues maybe for sake of clarity. The problems are not Muslims. The extreme, it's the extreme, uh, the extremist. Yes, I get it. Mm. Spoke Haram. The Muslims, are, they've been part of us for years, uh, eating together, doing uh, celebrations together. Mm-hmm. But it's this extremist that just uh, came into the country. I was told that they're trying to penetrate into the southern part. Right. But they, that uh, the stories that they're preparing for the next onslaught on the southern part. Oh my. But we've never really seen it as much but sometimes people feel that these things are transfer uh they bear different names now there'll be issues about uh they don't call them terrorists or boko haram they mm-hmm. call them uh bandits oh right but that one is also happening in the southern uh, part but it's not labeled as religious work it's okay. labeled as the uh they're killing farmers uh because th- some of these extremists they they travel with their cows and cattle around the the country, so they're killing people in oh, the southern part, right. but it's not lived as a religious war. Okay, but uh, maybe intercommunity, they're kidnapping people and killing them, but it's not lived as religious. Okay, so it's it's as you say, they're, they're bandits. It's more like blatant yeah. crime, then, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, that's dreadful. Um, now you're obviously um, working with children in um, in in your homeland. Um, this persecution does it affect the children in the north? Of course, definitely, definitely, massively affecting them seriously because a lot of them have been now they've picked. They some of them have died. They've been killed. Mm. Some of them have been kidnapped, and we couldn't find them. I mean, you must have heard about. Uh, uh, Shribu, the lady who was used as a, uh, I think it was for campaign, free Shribu. It's more than that lady. It just she just the representation of what is happening to girls. So they are being picked from schools. Wow. So going to school has become difficult. And before now, we used, we have about 15 million uh, kids who are out of school in Nigeria. Wow. That's before this issue of kidnapping and things like that. So they've been... Kids are not going to school. Oh. Uh, they are in. Um, some of them are able. They've lost their parents. They will have more orphans now than before. Good. Some of them are located in um, camps where you can't be sure of good water supply. Uh, the security, even sometimes the bandits go into their camps, and uh, you know it's been really big. The issue of education has been really big, almost paralyzed in the in those states where they are affected in the northern part. Wow. So they're being kidnapped. Are they uh, being held to ransom, or what's the reason for the kidnaps? Yes, they they started with ransom. They they will go to universities, they will go to colleges, um, to kidnap both boys and girls. They go to primary school. I mean, secondary schools. They go to colleges like that to pick them up, take them off in entry. I'm talking about. Not one, I'm talking about 100, oh. 200, wow. 250 people being moved within town and out of sight for a long period of time. So um, some of them, sometimes they kill them. So they kill some of them oh. and they send the videos around oh. and tell them that we have 200, we're killing this one. And Jeez. they will kill and you see them crying and oh. saying, please come and rescue us. So some parents have been able to try to pay ransom in millions to get their kids and if you cannot afford it maybe that's the end to your own kids oh, and there's nothing you can do about it uh, recently they've gone to the extent of uh, I mean they've blocked the roads they've been kidnapping on the roads now they are moving to the train so the one that happened about two weeks ago they picked people in the train they stopped the train pick people and they about 150 people 150 to 200 uh, people uh, who are in their or are in the captivity now, and they, sh- they send the videos around. And those guys, you see them crying. So it's not just somebody making up anything. It's mm. they will, you see the videos crying, please, Nigerian, come on, rescue us. God. And it's been bad. That's those ones. They killed some of them. There was a medical doctor who was killed in the train. A lot of people were killed in the train. Oh, and the other people were picked up and taken to uh, captivity. Uh, it seems they are unstoppable. Jeez. The way things are. Yeah. And and are the authorities doing anything? Are there arrests taking place? Are they are they cracking down on it? Um, the the of course everybody will tell you that uh, they are working they are working hard. But the question we're saying is that if you're doing something, we are not seeing it hmm. because we need to see results. We don't know what you're doing, but we need to see the results of what you are doing. Yeah, so they said they're buying these and buying these, using money for security. It, but it's more of a business nowadays. That's personally that's what I believe. Because if you are making money out of things like this, mm. you wouldn't want it to end. Mm-hmm. So 
I can see the, the, the military guys are sacrificing their lives, but many of them have complained they are not well equipped to mm. do these things. But we see money going on, and there's no political will to even solve the problem. Right. There's no political will from the government to do it. Um, so we are not seeing results. Mm. I can just tell you that my government is trying so that I can look, those that my government can look good. Oh. I need the result. You need the Everybody results. needs the result. I need to be secured. Yeah. I can't even think of traveling to Nigeria for now. Wow. I can't yeah. think for now. God, we're going to pray for that. We're going to pray for that uh, before we finish up today. Um, and Joshua, we're going to pray for those results. Uh, is there any corruption? You know, are any of these officials and government people taking a backhand in the in the whole thing? Of course, definitely. Corruption is, corruption is massively involved in all this. It, I think it's, it's one of the things that is driving the whole issue. Mm. The, the bandits are the bandits and the terrorists. They are aware. They've been left on cater for for years um so they've grown up now because i served in the north i did my service in 1999 in 2000 in the north and i saw how these kids were suffering mm. it was a time bomb because one person can have 10 kids 10 boys and you send them into the streets to start begging mm. now they're not begging again because they have been empowered we have seen reports of people who came uh by miracle came out of the captivity they were kidnapped and they came out and they told us stories mm. of 14 year old boys mm. who were doing these things heavily wow. under the influence of drugs oh right yes and so that means those guys without power before without anything that you that you feel that they are not relevant now have been empowered with guns in their hands so they have access to women because they can just pick any woman on the road. Yeah, They have access to money from ransom. So they have access to guns. So you can understand the psyche that goes into it. Mm. We, I was nobody before. Now, we, through the instrumentality of having guns, access to guns, I'm in charge. So mm. Mm. you can see how it, this has been for a long time. They've been neglected. Now they have become a problem for us. Mm. And as you rightly say, they're, they're the bandits because, you know, in, in true Islam, uh, it's against the Islamic law to take alcohol or drugs. So these kids are, are violating their Islamic exactly. teaching. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. Exactly. Goodness me. You're listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. We depend on the generous gifts of our listener to produce this program. You can help reach millions of folks with the sure reality of the message of Jesus by becoming a sure reality vision partner. To partner with us, please visit the website surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. Hello to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Dudley Anderson and you're listening to The Reality. Today on The Reality, we're speaking with the CEO and founder of Ezra Community Helpers Initiative, or ECHI, Dr. Joshua Adogoke. Dr. Adogoke has shared with us how he grew up in southern Nigeria, having accepted Jesus Christ as his personal savior at age 14. Joshua grew up in a Christian home, but came to realize that he could not base his faith on his parents' faith. Indeed, he needed to personally acknowledge the lordship of Jesus for himself. Joshua had the privilege of gaining an education in a country where few children attend school. In 2015, Joshua and other former pupils came together to found ECHI. 
Sadly, due to the anarchical behaviour of radical militant Islamic groups like Boko Haram, children are being kidnapped and held to ransom. Some whose parents cannot raise the ransom are sadly murdered, while others are assimilated into armed bandit gangs. Under the influence of drugs and motivated by militant Islam, these children rape, kill and plunder entire villages. Sadly, the Nigerian authorities have not been able to curb this violence. Dr. Joshua Adogoke and his team work in southern Nigeria, rescuing children from the street and sharing the love of Jesus with them. Let's pick up our chat once again with Dr. Adogoke today to find out more about his work. I asked him how he finds the children needing his help. Presently, there's some people that get relocated to the southern part, just few because it's not easy to live where you are. It's not easy to relocate in the place where you have lived all your life. But a lot of them are moving towards the southern part of the country. Mm -hmm. We don't use any religion or anything. Anybody we can see that needs help, we we help the the people. And also, we are trying to be careful not to repeat what happened in the northern part. The same kids now in the southern part are on the streets. The same streets have no supporting system. It's not like in the UK where if a child, um, you have to go to school compulsorily in the UK. If you can't go, your parents being, will be forced to do it mm. by law. Or and, and if your parents can't afford it, the government will pay for it. There's nothing like that. There's no such supporting system in place. No. So we, it's the, our own time bomb in the southern part is about to come. And that's where we're trying to come in to mm. ensure that these kids that are on the streets because they don't have anything to do. They can't go to school. They can't afford school. We're mm-hmm. trying to take them out of school, in, I mean, out of the streets into the schools so that we don't repeat exactly because we have not been able to manage what what we did mm-hmm. with the northern kids. Mm-hmm. We don't want it to happen to southern kids. That's mm-hmm. why we're trying to come in and avoid such situations. Because of lack of funds, we in the past, we've sent money across to the our people that were working with in the northern part in the camps to support them, to reach out to them, um, buy food supplies to Mm. support them over there. But we are also making sure that we don't have a repeat of that in the southern part because it's not, no country can take Nigeria. We're talking about 200 200 million people. (laughs) Mm, So, mm, And obviously, education is is paramount, isn't it? Because, as you rightly say, these street kids, they're not getting educated. They're getting caught up in the gangs and ending up in these groups in Boko Haram or taking advantage of this, and they recruit these youngsters. So you want to teach them, you know, good from wrong and and teach them, give them an education, yes? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So the, the, the young ones from 5 to 11... We bring them back to school. We pick these guys on the streets, take them back to school, um, give them uniform, give them books, pay their school fees, uh, give them monthly stipends so that they can be comfortable. Uh, some of these schools, one of these schools, we give them food, about 500 uh, capacity. Wow. We provide, we're providing a, a, a daily meal to them because uh, their teachers were saying that they come to school they want to read, but there's no thing. The, the, the stomach is empty. Uh-huh. So they came from home without anything in their stomach. So at the end of the day, you just lie down on the desk. Uh-huh. And you ask them, what's the issue? They said, there's no food to eat. Uh-huh. So uh, I told my church over here in the UK, um, Living Stones, and they said, let's feed these kids and um, this, together with 
Dante Environmental. They, we started giving them food, uniform, everything that they really need to get back to school. Yes. We, we, we give it to them. Yeah. And if they have, and many of these kids are even orphans. That's the, the problem. He said that they have one single parent oh. who is not even able to feed it herself. So what we do is also that we empower the women, yeah. their mother, to be able to we give them uh, interest-free loan so that they can start trading wow. and be able to help their kids. Very good. And other things like uh, awareness program. We do other things to support these uh, kids uh, where they don't have water to drink. So like a school with 500, 450 to 500 kids, we give them uh, water. Uh, provision of clean water for them. Um, they we discover also that they are they don't have a friend. They are school big but not fenced around. So we are trying to avoid a situation whereby kidnappers will come into the co- uh, to the school to pick them. So we fenced the school around, and um, we the girls in secondary school we give them sanitary equipment because they can't even afford it. Mm. So we give you that every month to oh. make sure that, and the teachers also they need support because. That there's a problem of accessibility to education. There's also a problem of quality of education delivered. Mm. Because we, we're going to be in the same thing at the end of the day. If you get kids to school and they're not getting the level, the quality of education they need, we will still amount to nothing. Can you imagine having a child, uh, having children at the age of 14, 15 that cannot read? Mm. I mean, read. Mm-hmm. And the usual, the mode of uh, Communication in school is through an English language. So if they cannot read any English book, that means other subjects, they won't be able to do mm. anything with it. So mm. what we're doing is to ensure that we provide teaching aids to, t- to teachers, uh, support them with um, teaching. Um, even sometimes the teachers don't even get paid. So we are at few times that we have to pay them, mm. give them stipends in order to continue to t- take uh, care for the kids. Mm. Um, also, recently... Because we see the impact of drug uh, for the, the, the that age group, we have started with uh, drug abuse awareness program, rehabilitation of homeless kids, uh, maybe uh, past offenders and drug users. So we're seeing uh, possibility. I'm talking about youths, uh, not even older people. We're talking about people in primary school, secondary school getting into drugs. Hmm. So we're working around that area also. Wow. And again, as I said earlier, if you educate the children, if you give them this sense of well-being, at the end of the day, Joshua, you are a a Christian believer, a pastor. This uh, program is about Jesus. If we give them Jesus, they'll have a reason for living. And these kids won't get recruited into these gangs and and into the likes of Boko Haram. We need to really support you and pray for you on that. Um, We're going to pray in just a minute, um, Joshua. Our time is nearly up. Can you give me a good success story? Do you have a story of perhaps a youngster that has gone through your system uh, that's come out on the other side being positive and and finding Jesus? Yeah, uh, even though I was born in a Christian home, at a point in time, I got distracted at the age of 16. Uh, My parents became poor because they lost all their uh, stuff. I I was struggling like these kids. I mean, I couldn't get school uniform. Don't don't even talk about wearing shoes or sandals to school. Mm. It's not. I I was trekking to school. Um, I couldn't get. I was being driven. I was being asked to leave school every day because I couldn't pay uh, less than less than half a dollar because my parents couldn't afford it. At a point in time, I did my first exams. It wasn't good because the preparation was poor. 
That same year, I rededicated my life to Christ. I became more focused, more committed, and I have become the Joseph to my family now. Mm. And it was Christianity Christ that made me focus because I could have been one of these kids who have joined bandits, um, kidnappers, um, to survive because I, you need to survive as a, as a child, as a boy child. But my survivor came through Christ Jesus. Knowing him, I begin to read, I begin to understand, I begin to go to a Bible study where I begin to understand uh, the, the, the literacy I got from Bible school, I mean, Bible studies helped me to be able to do well in my uh, studies, but I was able to go to university and that's where I was able to be liberated and I couldn't, and now I'm liberating all the kids because of the impact. So my turning point is, is being a Christian, rededicating my life to Christ has turned my life around. Praise and God. that's what we're trying to do to all the kids. And many of these kids now, some of them, I, 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 we, we saw a lady who was homeless, a young lady at the age of 18, homeless because they, he has, she has lost both parents. We brought her in, gave her rehabilitated, uh, gave her accommodation. Now she's in the university because she got a scholarship, which was which she couldn't have gotten if she was homeless. Because if you're homeless, you can't read, you can't do anything. So we gave her the, 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 the thing we could give her. Now she's in the university studying biochemistry. And there are other kids like that who are in the same shoe. They're doing very well in school now because they saw love where there's none. Mm, praise they saw God. Christ in us. And that's the, what we project to them every time. Fantastic. And that's what it's all about. Let's pray together. Father, I want to bring uh, Joshua and his work, Lord, with the orphans, Lord, and, and his work back in, in Nigeria to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, for your blessing, for your provision, for opportunity, Lord God, to reach out to these youngsters. And I pray for success, like the story he's just shared. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to pre pray for that nation, Lord. I rebuke the attacks. I rebuke the uh, kidnapping, Lord. And we pray, Lord God, for uh, for, uh, for the, uh, the authorities in that country that they would wise up and rise up against this evil in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We pray for uh, deliverance and healing upon that whole nation, Lord, but especially that you will guard and protect those children in the name of Jesus. We pray right now. Bless Joshua. Bless his work, Lord. Bless these orphanages in the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Joshua, thank you thank so much. You for, so much. Thank you indeed. It's been wonderful speaking to you. Uh, and uh, as we said uh, there, we pray God's blessing upon your work. Thank you for joining us. Down the reality, we've been speaking to Dr. Joshua Adogoke, founder and CEO of Ezra Community Helpers Initiative, or ECHI. To find out more about their work, please visit the website ezracommunityhelpers.org. That is ezracommunityhelpers.org. Dr. Adogoke and his team are working with children in Nigeria suffering at the hands of kidnappers and violent gangs abducting these children, holding them to ransom, indeed killing them or assimilating them into their militant gangs. We pray for these children. We pray that God will step in and help Dr. Adogoki and his team to support these children and to rescue them from the hands of these militants. Jesus said in Matthew 19 verse 14, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Let's show them the love of Jesus. And if you're able to support an organization such as Dr. Adagoke's, I encourage you to do so. Again, their website, ezracommunityhelpers.org.
The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. My name is Dudley Anderson, so good to be with you. May I encourage you to partner with this ministry. To become a vision partner of Sure Reality, please visit our website, surereality.net. Till next time, as always, keep your eyes on Jesus. God bless you.